one day said. He said, before I formed you, I knew you. And before you, watch this, came forth out of the womb, he said, I sanctified you. That means I don't care what you're trying to do but yourself. God already has an assignment for you in the earth. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. I'm coming to you from the sunny Isles of Bermuda and our government cabinet office grounds. Do you know it's a delight to bring you another message from God's Word, a concept for living. Stay tuned. You'll be blessed by the theme of this very message. Worthy is the Lamb. We're going to turn to the book of the Revelation, chapter 5. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Look at someone and simply say to that person, Worthy is the lamb. The context of my text is that of an apocalyptic or unveiling drama. Let me say it again because some of you may have been not focused. I said the context of my text is that of an apocalyptic or unveiling drama. A drama staged in heaven with each scene of symbolic imagery conveying a timely message for those of us upon the earth. It is a drama that embraces history and destiny. This text is about important business that will happen, also a report on important business that has happened. It will happen 
when you grasp it for your own life and for your own condition and situation, you will see that this is a message timely in this hour. The celestial characters that we find in these verses of the chapter 5 in the Revelation. It's apocalyptic, yes. It's also talking to us about end times, the very times we're living in. It's talking to us about the plan of God, the plan of God. God ever had a plan for us. And so these celestial characters happen to be God himself. He sits on a throne. And then we see around the throne angels. And not only angels, but elders. But most importantly, we see the Son of God. He's in the image or symbolic presentation of a four-footed lamb. The lamb has been wounded. The lamb has been wounded. The lamb has been bruised. In fact, the lamb was slain. But that four-footed lamb was only a symbol of the two-footed lamb. In Jesus the Christ. There's an old song, and it goes very much like this What Jesus has done for this soul of mine. The half has never been told. Oh, he's done so much for you. Whether you went to church, whether you went to Sunday school or not, oh, he's done so much for you. Whether you're aware of it, whether you care about it, he's done so much for you. And so John, the revelator, who now is on the Isle of Patmos, banished there by Domitian, the emperor at the time, trying to stamp out Christianity, trying to stamp out the whole message of the kingdom of God. Not knowing, not realizing that what God starts, you can't stop. And what he stops, you can't start. Amen. To the extent that he had now banished God's servant from Ephesus onto the Isle of Patmos, a penal colony where folk were sent to die. Oh boy, I want to stop here a minute and just simply say to somebody, when it looks like you're at your end, it could be that you're just beginning to get the greatest revelation you have ever had. Things have gone wrong. Look like the enemy is raging, but you might be positioned to get the greatest experience with God that you've ever had. Somebody ought to understand what I'm trying to say. John is there. But while he's there, he gets a vision of the heavens open. And he said, and I see one sitting on the throne. And he's got a book in his hand. And the book that he has in his hand has writing on the outside and on the inside. And then he goes on to say, and the book was sealed with seven seals. Oh, the book. Uh, the book is sealed. Suggesting great secrecy or great 
mystery or great importance. So much so until John recognizes that the book is still sealed and there's no one to open it. No one to release its contents. No one to tell me what the book is all about. So John begins to weep. And as he weeps, he weeps because there's no one that's able to open the book and to even look upon what is written therein. Oh, I'm going to pause right here. And I want to say, there are some things that you better pray to God you never miss. There ought to be some, some anticipation about what God is about to do. But also remember that whatever he's about to do, it's only about because you haven't received it yet. But he's already done it. Oh, well. Well, the three points of this message, as always, the question the qualification and the quarry. Stay tuned. You'll be further blessed as we continue to come to you from the sunny isle of Bermuda. And so that's the question. Now, the qualification. The qualification. What's the qualification, Pastor? Well, the qualification is that he's not only a lion that is representative of power, and watch this now, and rage, but he is also a lamb. Look, verse 5 says he's a lamb. Then here, he's a lamb. In verse 6, a lamb stood as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Oh, Jesus. Here come a lamb. Got seven horns. And he's got seven eyes. What kind of lamb is this? Imagery. Metaphorical language. Symbolic language. God has done a lot to get to us what we need to know. So what God has done now, he uses these creatures as representative of what he is really doing. What is the qualification? It's more than courage and rage and power, like a lion. It is also sacrifice and death of a lamb. That's why the old songwriter said, dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising. Rising, he justified. Freely forever. One day, he's coming. Oh, glory, us day. That's the collaboration of the gospel. That's the collaboration of the gospel. So now, what we're seeing is that this lamb that has seven horns and seven eyes, come on, Lord. You start to understand what he's saying. A horn represented authority and power. And then he, he, he has power. Read Psalm 18, verse 2, and you'll read something like this. The Lord is my rock and the horn of my salvation. 
God's displaying of power is that he has a horn that's manifested. That means don't mess with me. Devil, I can take out of your hands whenever I'm ready those that you have captured and I can set them free and I can break the chains and I can break the bondage over them. I got the power. Check my horn. Not only that, seven horns mean perfect power because the word uh, or the numeral seven in biblical numerology, it means perfect or fully done. There's no half-baked cake here. Fully done, properly done. That's what it means. So he's got what? He has, say, uh, seven horns. Talk back to me. And then he not only has seven horns, but he also has seven eyes. Wait, 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 wait. Well, the seven eyes are representative of perfect sight. Uh, so he's, he, has, he has sight, he has insight, he has foresight. Perfect sight. He can see what's up there. He can see what's over there, and he can see what's back here. Come on, somebody. We're struggling with what's up here. But he can see full. Oh, Jesus. That means nothing that you do can hide from him. That means his eye, you can pull the shades, you can go to the booth in the back in the dark if you want to. His eyes, his eyes. Zechariah said his eyes go throughout the whole earth. Read it for yourself. Zechariah 4 verse 10. He said his eyes are everywhere. Come on now. He knew what you were doing before you got here this morning. He knew what you were doing on the way. He knows what has happened in your mind, heart, and spirit since you've been here. He knows his eyes, his eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. I may miss some things. You may miss some things, but he doesn't miss anything. Come on now. Come on. I say he sees everything. He knows everything. He not only has saving power with his horns, but he has got, watch this now, total intelligence, total knowledge through his sight. And you and I have to appreciate that the Bible says in Hebrews 7.25, it says that God is able to save all those that come unto God by him. In other words, whatever the devil has taken, God can take it back. Some people have spent years, 50 years, 70 years. I'm almost in my 80th year. And, 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 and they've lived and they've lived and they've never really embraced what God has done for them. And if we can embrace what God has done for us, then the master plan has in it prosperity. The master plan has in it healing. The master plan in it has deliverance. The master plan has in it progress. The master plan is a blessing. When we accept his present 
we will be blessed to have everything that he has ordered for our lives. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits around with folk who don't want God, don't want no church, don't want no Bible, don't want none of that. It says, they sit in the seat of the scornful. Come on now. He said, but what? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he meditate day and night. Watch this, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Come on now. You want prosperity? You don't have to, but you know, go away and go to some little seance somewhere or go in some little stuff, you know, crystal ball reading stuff. Just get the book open. Just see the book open and just realize that the book has got it all for you. I'm so glad Jesus is not only in the book, he opened the book. And I'm so glad that he keeps it open, that whosoever will, wherever you are, when you're ready to receive what Jesus has done for your soul, he's ready to deliver it. Amen. Come on now. Say, 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 say the qualifications. So it's not just strength. It's also sacrifice. So folk want things to be popped in their lap overnight. We're living in an age of entitlement. People just feel that I already have it just because I'm here. No, no, you got to go through something, sir. You're going to have to prove something, sir. You're going to have to get to understand that people who have something did not just get it. They, many of them had to process to get it. They had to go through stuff. They had to give up stuff. They had to make sacrifices. And now you ain't made no sacrifices, but you want what they have. But somebody needs to know the entitlement is based on qualifications. What have you done to deserve this? What have you done to require this? What have you done? Oh, I'm going to preach it this morning. But what we've got is a community, a society of folk who have the spirit of entitlement. Well, we sincerely trust that you've been blessed and enriched by this word. Also, feel free to email us. Feel free to communicate with us on any of our mediums. Please, we need to hear from you and to know what impact our program is having on your life. It's a wonderful privilege to bring you another message from God's Word. Till next time, when we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.